Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. I just got back from spending three days in Las Vegas at the largest pet industry trade show in North America. Not just the United States, you guys. North America. (laughs) SuperZoo had over 14,000 attendees and over 900 exhibitors with just about everything that you need for life with pets. I was invited to come to SuperZoo to speak on a panel about influencer marketing in the pet industry. I was seated on stage alongside Dr. Adam Christman. If you don't know about him, he has over 900,000 followers on TikTok, and he's just a really cool, nice, awesome guy to share the stage with. After the talk, I walked about six miles a day in the convention center looking for trends to report back to you. And I did lots of chatting with other women in the pet industry who I ran into in between all of these booths. In this episode, I want to share with you the dog food and treat trends that I saw, hot ingredients that you might want to keep an eye out for, and what was happening at SuperZoo in terms of canine enrichment. I also learned about something called palatability testing, which the jury is still out on that. I'll get to that later in the episode. Plus, I want to tell you about my personal favorite part of SuperZoo. When I told everyone that I wanted to do this or see this thing, they were like, oh, Tori, that is so cringe. No, but it was even better than I imagined it was going to be. So I can't wait to tell you about that. That'll be at the end of the episode to to keep you looped in here. And while I had a great time and I met lots and lots of wonderful people at this event, it was really clear to me that we need to keep working to amplify and support women in the pet industry. There were so many amazing women that I met there, but there weren't there wasn't enough representation. I, I wanted more. And so right now could not be a better time to open up Wear Wag Repeat Society. So I want to encourage you, if you're not already a member, to come join us in Wear Wag Repeat Society. I love this community of women so much, and we have gotten to know each other so well over the past almost two years. It it first started in January 2021, and we are still going strong with monthly lessons. Now we have a monthly yappy hour where we really get to know each other personally, which has been really fun and really cool. We also do a monthly hot seats, and we have a monthly co-working call. So if you need accountability and community and continuing education to continue growing your pet industry business, I want you to get on the wait list now so that you know when membership opens. It's going to be open the first full week of September. So go to wherewagrepeat.com slash society and you can get on the wait list or maybe depending on when you're listening to this, you will be able to join right away. I would love to see you in there. Okay, so in this episode, I am going to tell you about my favorite trends I saw at SuperZoo. 
I'm going to start with treats and food. So first off, right off the bat, uh, air-dried was a word that I was seeing thrown all over the place at SuperZoo. People seem to really be wanting us to feed our dogs air-dried food and treats. Now, I'm very familiar with freeze-dried. I I feed the dogs a lot of freeze-dried raw, and I thought that freeze-dried didn't maintain as many nutrients as air-dried because the air-dried treats that I've seen, they're just not as dry (laughs) as freeze-dried. Do you know what I mean? The freeze-dried ones, it seems like all the moisture has been removed and air-dried seems to have a little bit of moisture left in them. So I thought it would be less processed. However, I was talking to Jonna Devereaux. She is the founder of Bow Wow Labs. I had her on my podcast Oh, guys, a long, a long, long time ago. It might have been episode 97. We will check and I'll put it in the show notes for you. Uh, but Jonna is just so amazing. She's a canine nutritionist. She owns a pet store in Rhode Island and she is one of the top consultants or chief somethings <laughs> at Bow Wow Labs. I'm sorry, Jonna. I don't know your exact title offhand, but she is full of information and scientific knowledge. And I asked her a whole bunch of questions that I had kind of accumulated in the two days I'd been walking around. And I just kind of hit her with 20 questions. And so I asked her about the air-dried treats. And she actually told me that air-dried is technically considered to be more processed than freeze-dried. And so I thought that was very, very interesting. And uh, the only reason you'd want to know this is because it's kind of generally believed that we should give our dogs food that is as least processed as possible. So if you can give them something that you just plucked out of the ground, (laughs) that's probably really, really good for them. And then as soon as we start processing, it loses nutrients. So um, I think freeze-dried seems to still be one of the best ways to process because it just happens so fast and and they do it immediately. So everything's very fresh. Uh, So that seems to still be the best. Although air-dried is all over the place, but it seems to be kind of more of a marketing ploy than anything else. Another treat and food trend that I saw was a lot of single ingredient novel proteins. So this would be like your kangaroo, your cricket, your ostrich, anything that's like an exotic protein uh, and lots of single ingredient things in that. One single ingredient treat that was really kind of a chew that I saw that's a little controversial was sustainably harvested shark cartilage chews. What do you think about that, guys? <laughs> so I thought this was neat. It caught my eye. It was it was kind of a smaller booth. Um, and as you're walking around SuperZoo, you're going to see lots and lots of humongous booths. Somebody, Blue Buffalo, had a booth that literally had a second story on it. Uh, and so we know that Blue Buffalo is pretty, pretty mainstream. So I'm usually looking for the smaller booths because I, I think that they're kind of maybe doing more innovative, more interesting things or they're just smaller brands that maybe not everyone knows about and I'm curious about them. So this company, WAG, they had a smaller kind of booth, which to me is a plus. I I like the people with the smaller booths. So this shark cartilage just caught my eye. 
And to be totally honest, I saw this was one of the first booths I saw on Tuesday morning when I was walking around, and I still had my face mask on. I, I wore a face mask for the first hour. And there was maybe like four other people out of the 14,000 who were there who were also wearing face masks. So I gave up on it and um, I just tried my best to be safe and healthy. Um, But this guy at the WAG booth, he seemed to be a little thrown off by my face mask. And so we just had a weird disjointed conversation about this shark cartilage. However, it's an Australian brand. He told me that they are sand sharks, I think. Um, they're like the bottom feeder guys who hang out. Um, one time I, I did snorkeling and you could pet the sharks. And they were these kind of sharks. They were sand sharks. I did not pet the sharks because I was afraid to do that. <laughs> um, but they're, they're kind of everywhere. They're not uh, endangered by any means. So he told me that they were sustainably harvested. So that's something that kind of still has a question mark after it. Um, I asked Jana about this actually when I ran into her, and she said that shark cartilage is amazing for dogs who are suffering from cancer because it actually, and I, I don't want to get this wrong, but I believe it constricts the blood vessels so that the cancer cannot travel as well through the body. So that was something really interesting to learn about. She was she was fascinated that there was a brand there with shark cartilage chews. So if you want to look at those up, it is getwag.co.au. I, I might have to order them. I'm kind of curious. All right. So moving on from, from treats and food, I want to talk about just like general ingredients that I saw all over in all kinds of different applications. So like botanicals and herbs, there were lots of brands with treats, shampoos, food, uh, paw balm, all kinds of things that had botanicals, herbs, essential oils, that kind of stuff. I saw lots of turmeric. Turmeric wasn't everything from treats to yak milk, chews to food. Um, I'm not sure if I saw it in shampoo. But I did get a wonderful new paw balm from Pride and Groom, and uh, it had a lot of lovely essential oils in it um, that are – it had marjoram oil, which was just – I just wrote a blog post about the best essential oils for dogs, and that is a really wonderful healing essential oil. So a lot more brands are including these kind of natural elements in their products, which was really great. I also saw CBD not just in oils, but being added to all kinds of things. And I'm not talking about just treats. There was a shampoo at the Pet Relief booth. Um, Pet Relief has a new shampoo and conditioner line for dogs that has CBD in the shampoo. So that was kind of cool. It was quite the contrast from when I went to Super Zoo in 2019. CBD was like just becoming the hot thing in the pet industry. And it felt like there was probably... 90 booths that were selling CBD oil and people were just like frantically trying to get you to buy their CBD oil. (laughs) This year, it seems to have kind of leveled out a little bit and the people who are doing a good job are continuing to do it. Uh, I'm sure a lot of those companies that were there uh, two, three years ago probably no longer exist. So uh, that that was kind of good. It wasn't so frantic with the CBD. It just seems to be something that's now naturally incorporated where it should be. Another ingredient that I saw all over the place in all kinds of things was green-lipped mussel. 
And uh, not this is not an ad for Bow Wow Labs, <laughs> but Jonna Devereaux, she just is a resource of information. She knows so much. So I was talking to her about that too. I was wondering um, if greenlit mussels only come from New Zealand or if you can use domestic mussels. Um, she said that she she believes they only come from New Zealand, uh, but I'm curious about the benefits of feeding the dogs domestic mussels because, you know, we have them in all different parts of the United States as well. She recommended Super Snout that makes a really great green lip mussel powder that she uses with her own dogs. Uh, and I did a little bit of research. Super Snout is actually a woman-founded company as well. I, I just read an interview with Christy Love. She's the CEO and co-founder. She's also into mushrooms as well, which we just covered in uh, two different episodes, one with Aisha Louvert from Amisha Wellness and Angela Ardolino. So you guys, mushrooms, they're not going away. They keep popping up every corner I turn around. <laughs> I didn't see a whole lot of them at Super Zoo, but it's just funny. The first thing I research when I get home, it turns out that woman is also into mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms for our dogs. I'm not talking about the trippy kind. <laughs> Another thing that I saw all over SuperZoo was lots and lots of toothpaste. It seemed like a ton of brands were making canine toothpaste, but a lot of them were not really up to my standard. Uh, there's, a, there's an area of SuperZoo called the New Product Showcase where there are hundreds of products from different brands and they're all displayed on tables side by side. And it's kind of nice because none of the brand reps are there. So you can just kind of look at things without being interrupted, without anyone trying to tell you about it. You can just kind of form your own opinion and read the label and not worry about anyone looking at you. So I was looking at all the toothpaste in the new product showcase, and a lot of them were just not very good in my opinion. They they just, they had ingredients that were okay, but I didn't think they were adding anything to your dog's life. But there was one toothpaste that did stand out to me. And once again, that was Bow Wow Labs. I'm just telling you, John is very innovative. She does a lot of stuff that's science-based. She does things that are beneficial for your dog, but doesn't add anything extra that's not beneficial. So for example, her toothpaste gel that she makes, um, or that Bow Wow Labs makes, it has no added flavor or fragrance. Now that's a big one for me. I don't like anything that's like bacon flavored CBD oil. I'm like, what? you know, we don't need that. Our dogs don't need that. Anything that's like something flavored, it, it's not the real thing. So if you read an ingredient label and it says peanut butter flavor, that means it's a chemical in there and it's not actually peanut butter. So I don't like that. And so the Bow Wow Labs toothpaste gel, it doesn't have any added flavor or fragrance. Instead, it has lots of really great healthy ingredients like manuka honey, sage, aloe, or aloe. I never know how to say that. It also has enzymes that help break down the bacteria in your dog's mouth. And of course, baking soda, which is kind of a toothpaste uh, key ingredient. So, so check that out. Um, you know, just, just keep your eyes peeled because there was one brand that I saw that they made a, a lickable treat. I don't want to mention who it was, but they made a lickable treat. And uh, I went over, I was like, oh, that sounds kind of neat. Because this year, 
I bought some um, baby food packets or like toddler food packets where you can kind of just squeeze out a little bit of food as, as dog treats. And so I was like, oh, maybe this would be kind of a good substitute for that. And I went over and I looked at this brand's Lickable Treats. And you guys, the ingredients were peanut butter flavor, beef flavor, cheddar flavor. That was like all three ingredients in this one thing and and water, maybe. (laughs) And I immediately put it down and walked away and just didn't say anything to anyone. (laughs) So it's it's just really important, I think, to keep reading the ingredients. Um, And that's why I just wanted to mention the few that did stick out to me. Uh, Some other trends that I saw at Super Zeus. Let's talk about enrichment. So you guys know I am very, very passionate about canine enrichment. I am working to become certified as a canine enrichment technician. I just finished another module. I think there's six modules. And now I'm part of the way. I'm almost done with module three. So I'm getting closer. It's just taking me a very long time. Um, It's actually, there's a lot of dog training involved. Um, and before we get to the enrichment part. So that's why it's just taking me a little bit longer. So let's talk about enrichment. What did I see at SuperZoo? Well, to be honest with you, there was not a whole lot of canine enrichment stuff at SuperZoo. It just didn't seem to be a huge focus. I wasn't seeing enrichment stuff all over the place. You know, of course, we had our standby toys and and tools and stuff, the treat dispensing toys that we love. Um, But there wasn't anything that I was like, oh, that's amazing. Uh, And I think something to just kind of keep in mind at any of these kind of shows, whether you're going to like a small, like we have a Pittsburgh Pet Expo uh, or Super Zoo, which is like the biggest one in North America, people have to pay for these booths. So, you know, like I was saying earlier with that Australian shark cartilage company, I always look for the smaller booths because it's a less expensive booth. Uh, and so they're a smaller company. They have less budget. So we might not know about what they're doing because they don't have as much budget for marketing. And so I think that that happens a lot with enrichment products. Um, it's just not the mainstream. And a lot of the things that I saw were kind of mainstream. So, but let's talk about what I did see because there, there were some cool things there. So A lot of people were talking about the importance of back jaw chewing. I think that's what it's called, or like deep jaw chewing. Uh, It's very enriching for dogs. It actually releases serotonin in their brains. It makes them happier, more satisfied. It taps into their natural instinct, which is what canine enrichment should do. So there were a lot of different companies talking about back jaw chewing. Of course, Jonna at Bowwell Labs. This is not an ad for her. I just, it's just, she's just awesome. Um, she has a wonderful new chew, um, a dog chew that goes along with her bully stick holder that encourages back jaw chewing. I also talked to Barkworthy's. This is something they're really promoting. Of course, there were lots of different Himalayan yak milk chews. That was maybe the hottest chew that I saw or the or the most freak that I saw most frequently um, was Himalayan yak milk. Uh, and so that can be really good for that back jaw chewing. Uh, my favorite line that I saw there was yak nine chews. It's yak, Y-A-K, the number nine chews. They're a really cool brand. I believe they're based or they're from India, I believe. 
And on the final night that I was there, I was at the big like beach party that SuperZoo hosted. And I ended up seeing the founder there. And he told me that he and his wife brought both of their parents and it was her father's first time in America. And he was just like dancing over to this band that was playing like the Bee Gees or something. They were having the time of their lives. They were the nicest people ever. And they're making these Himalayan yak milk chews that are enhanced with like blueberry and turmeric and other kind of um, beneficial ingredients, not peanut butter flavor, but actually like blueberries that have antioxidants um, or turmeric that is anti-inflammatory. So they're actually making some really nice chews. So I, I would check that out. Of course, I also I swung by the Soda Pup booth. I love their lick mats and their other enrichment toys. I also spent a lot of time at Westpaw. You might have seen me talking about the extra large topple that they released. And something I talked to both of them about was ugly enrichment, you guys, because I think that I'm seeing a lot of pet parents in my audience talking about how the beautiful topples and the beautiful lick mats are intimidating and it makes people not want to do them at all. It's nice to look at, but they're like, I can't make that, so I'm just not going to. And so I, I talked to both of those brands about doing like a dump cake version <laughs> of a lick mat or a topple. I know personally, before I left for this trip, I made topples and Kongs and lick mats for Bert and Lucy, and I left them here with my friend who was watching them in the freezer. And uh, I left the lick mats in the freezer. My friend was in the house. And the lick mats, I literally took the raw, frozen raw from Stella and Chewy's. I thawed it out. Uh, so it was just like raw food. And I just spread it all over the lick mat. I pressed like five blueberries into it. And that was it. <laughs> and the dogs were very, very happy with it. So I'm hoping that ugly enrichment kind of becomes a trend. Uh, another brand that I saw there that I just want to point out because it is a woman-owned and run brand based in Minnesota is Stachios. And they made a really cool enrichment product called the Soothing Saucer. As you might know, licking is naturally soothing to dogs. It's an enriching behavior. Um, so they had this really cool product that you could put bone broth or applesauce or whatever else you like that's a liquid in the base. And then this ball fits on top of it. And then you put this like cover on it. So just the ball is sticking out and your dog can lick it and it just kind of soothes them in stressful environments. Like if there's a thunderstorm or you're having friends over or whatever it is that is stressing out your dog. So now those are the things that I liked. I, I, I loved all the ingredients. I loved the single ingredient novel proteins. Uh, I loved all these back jaw chewing things and the different enrichment stuff that I saw. Now, let's talk about something that I'm not quite sure about. I need more information about this. So a few different brands, maybe three or four, mentioned to me how their treats or their food ranked in palatability testing. And I didn't think anything of it the first time I heard it, but then I heard this a few times and I thought to myself, what the heck is palatability testing? So one anonymous source <laughs> told me what to Google to, to find out about this because the, the testing facilities they work with, they have NDAs and they're not permitted to share who they work with. The testing facilities can't really tell anyone the brands they work with. This is all very secretive information. 
But I was able to Google it because nothing's really a secret on the internet. And I found a place called Summit Ridge Farms. They do palatability testing for the pet industry. So they are testing to see how dogs like your food and your treats. Uh, They will test if they like the taste of it. They will also test what effect your food or treats has on their dog's poop. They do all kinds of interesting things. Go check it out. It's called Summit Ridge Farms. However, I'm not sure what I think about this, you guys. The website is very brief. They do talk about how important it is that the dogs and cats there are living enriched lives, that, you know, of course, they need to be happy and healthy in order to get good results, and good results are very important to them. Um, But I don't know, Uh, because when I Googled this, this website came up for this place, but it was surrounded by results with news stories about beagles being rescued from testing at labs and that kind of stuff. So I'm hoping that maybe Erin from Believe in Dog podcast can weigh in here. I know that she has interviewed one, maybe even two women who have written about rescued lab beagles. It seems like beagles are being used a lot in these kind of scenarios. So I will have to ask Erin about that. Hopefully I will see her very soon because she is a member of Wear Rag Repeat Society. And so I just want to tell you a little bit about Wear Wag Repeat Society before I get to my personal highlight from Super Zoo. So Erin was kind enough to give a little testimonial for our membership. She says, it is the perfect combo of great info and great people. The community aspect is actually one of the best parts. Another member, Yolanta, she says that I think this is a great membership, particularly for new business owners. I'm seeing more engagement thanks to new connections made in the membership and collaboration with other members. Where Wag Repeat Society gives me a real sense of community as a business owner. The monthly lessons support things that I was putting off before, like getting my website and social channels together, creating content, and starting my email list. Yolanta, you hit on so many amazing topics there. If you guys don't know Yolanta, please check out PetProMedia.com. She's just got amazing energy. I love it when she can join us for any of our monthly get-togethers in Wear Wag Repeat Society. Like she mentioned, we do monthly lessons, and every month there's a different theme. And it's kind of planned out, not kind of, it's very strategically planned out (laughs) to kind of evolve throughout the year so that everything builds on each other. And when you join, you get access to all of the archive lessons. So if you were to join and be like, oh my God, what what is she talking about? You know, Tori's talking about SEO for blog posts. I don't even know what a keyword is. Well, you can go back and there's a lesson about that. So it's all in the archives. Now you can listen to the archives back through January 2021. Uh, And there's audio versions of everything. There's video versions of everything. Plus there's extra resources and bonus PDFs and all kinds of things. We meet up virtually four times a month. So we have a co-working session, we have a yappy hour, we have a hot seats, and then we have me teaching the lesson live at the beginning of each month. So I really hope that you will join us. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we are going to open up the first full week of September. So please go to wearwagrepeat.com 
slash society, and you can join the waitlist or depending on when you're listening, you can join us immediately. Okay, now let me tell you about my personal favorite thing of SuperZoo. Are you ready? It's kind of controversial, guys, but it was the creative grooming competition. I know, I know. I'm a Labrador person. I'm usually covered in mud and drool, (laughs) but I was so interested in the creative grooming. I think it comes from my background of doing fashion shows and all kinds of artistic things. I just was fascinated. If you're not familiar, it's typically white standard poodles. They seem to be the best blank canvas for this hobby or this, not really a hobby for some people, for this creative avenue. Um, So people will take their poodles and poof them all up and then they'll remove the hair strategically to kind of carve out different scenes, faces, and designs. So some of the coolest ones that they had there, there was eight finalists that I got to see up close and personal. One of them was groomed to be like Jasmine from Aladdin. There there was the genie on one leg. The tiger was on there. It was elaborate and so awesome. There was Nightmare Before Christmas. There was one groomed to be like a Bob Marley theme. This poodle, it's actually a black poodle, and um, he or she had dreadlocks and a giant glitter marijuana leaf on her chest, which I don't even know the mechanics of how they got the glitter on the underside there. It was amazing and impressive. The thing that I was most shocked about was that not only do they do the groom for the dogs, but the groomer themselves dresses in a coordinating outfit or costume. There was also a big banner behind them that told everyone what the theme was and had more visuals that went along with it. Then the MC of this competition went around with a microphone and she asked each groomer to tell us more about their groom. And there was a whole storyline. Some people were like, you know, this is why this is this color. This is why this face is over here. And then there was a musical element and everyone had a music track that they played that went along with their dog's grooming theme. It was so cool. I'm so happy that I put it on my calendar and I made the time to go see it. If you have any opportunity to see a creative grooming competition in person, I highly recommend (laughs) that you go to it. It was so, so, so cool. Speaking of the grooming competition, of the eight finalists, one of the people up there was a man. So it was a very female-dominated part of SuperZoo. However, SuperZoo as a whole was not very female-dominated. I noticed that it is very important that we keep working to elevate women in the pet industry. It's so important. You know, last week I was really reminded that this industry – it's still pretty dominated by old white men who want everything to kind of like be how it's always been. And that's a huge generalization, but we need to look at like what the general public is seeing, what what kind of brands the general public is interacting with. And we need them to be interacting with more innovators and disruptors and women. We really need to take charge. And I'm going to do everything that I can to give us a platform on my podcast here, on my blog, on my social media. Uh, But it's really important that we all join together and support each other. I cannot do it 
alone. So I would love for you to join in on this mission with me by amplifying other women's voices and possibly becoming a member of Wear, Wag, Repeat Society. Membership only opens a few times a year. Coming up the first full week of September, we are going to be open. So go to wearwagrepeat.com slash society. It's a wonderful community. It's just an amazing place to meet other women and to support other women and learn about their businesses so that then you can tell other people about it. I'm really proud that almost half of the current members have been with me since I started the membership in January 2021. I think that's pretty unheard of in the membership world. One of my founding members, Alexandra Berg from Bella Bee's Barkery, says that if you want to grow your pet-themed business, this is the place to learn how. Thank you, Alexandra. She shows up for so many of our calls. I am so grateful to have her as a member. Another founding member, Cara Carosielli from Henry the Small, she shared that she's gotten amazing results from from the monthly lessons that all members get access to. So here's what Kara said. She said that Wear, Wag, Repeat Society gives me direction for what I'm doing each month. It keeps me accountable, and I've made a bunch of great friends. Since joining, my email newsletters are way more organized and my blog posts are ranking on Google. A better SEO strategy on Pinterest has also increased visits to my blog. Thanks to this membership, there's more direction and cohesion in my business. Thank you so much, Kara. Everyone, check out what she does at henrythesmall. She also is a social media expert, and I'm hoping that she will sit on our social media panel discussion that we're having in Wear, Wag, Repeat Society this November. It's really important that we stand united to make the pet industry a better place. So if you want to do that, and if you want to join us, come be a part of the membership. Go to Wear, Wag, Repeat Society or wearwagrepeat.com slash society. I've said that six times on this episode, so I should be able to get it out correctly. I want to hear also what you think about these trends. Reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know what you think about the ingredients, the back jaw chewing thing, shark, cartilage, and palatability testing. I really need to figure out if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, And then if you've ever done anything with creative grooming, you got to send me the pictures, guys. This is my new obsession. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Maybe next year you will go to SuperZoo. It's really something you got to see in person to experience. Um, But before then, I hope that I will see you in Wear, Wag, Repeat Society. I would absolutely love to have you as a member. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.